are we going to see new opportunities arising that we probably can't foresee for us as salespeople? I hope so. Welcome to the Sales Expert Podcast, where we explore the world of sales from the perspective of industry experts and thought leaders. My name is Oshim Brown. And I'm Darrell Connor. And this podcast expert is Carlos Sanchez, Senior Sales Enablement and Training Manager for Visa in Europe and lecturer for the Professional Diploma in Sales Management in UCD Professional Academy. Carlos, how are you? Very good. A pleasure to speak to both of you again. It's great to have you on the podcast, Carlos. One of the key growing areas in technology is AI. Can you explain what is AI and how it might affect the sales process in the future? AI is still in development, to be blunt, and it's in the early stages. To really go into what AI is and what AI would be or will be in sales, it may be a good idea just to think about you know, the, the change of technology that we're having and how it's affecting our roles in sales and how our, our relationship with our customers and all of that has been changing with, with the new technologies. And AI is, is part of that. Uh, and it's, part, it's probably gonna be a spearhead that we're going to see uh, going going a lot into, into the future, but um, it all basically started mainly in, with the digital transformation, with, with the movement of, uh, of data and the storage of data uh, and these huge amounts of, of information. And, that, and that's where we're starting to see now kind of like based on those transformational changes of our economies, we're, we're starting to see that uh, transforming into this thing that umbrella term that we call artificial intelligence and it's having also a direct effect on on what we call uh, on on our environment of of sales and of of uh, of our of our customer experience and all of that so um to to really go into a bit of that let's just go back let's take a step back and let's think about you know uh, we AI is based on computers. It's computing power. It's computing information. And you know, think about a little bit about what computers can do better, right? And, and think about how they can affect us in, in sales. So, you know, they see more. So when you extrapolate this to ourselves as salespeople, you know, in our relationship with our customers, the computers can see more. They can manage more information. So basically, they can remember a lot more. And they're good, very good at calculating, which kind of goes into what. Um, what artificial intelligence does. And they can also, because of the way that we kind of program them, they can also be able to notice things a lot more. So when we're looking at these type of elements, you know, and when we apply them to, to ourselves as sales professionals, these are the type of things that, that happen. And with this, with this combination of these elements, we, we're seeing basically three or four forces that are coming. Artificial intelligence is one of them. Um, the other one is machine learning. So when we talk about machine learning, it's, 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 it's a little bit more about the high usage of statistics of data. Then we also have the element of big data, which is hugely important. And when we talk about ourselves as salespeople, uh, being able to use data for us to be able to, to predict what our customers are going to be looking for, to be able to have better insight and understanding is something that can help us greatly when we're, when we're talking about sales artificial intelligence does is basically take a lot of that information and it starts to create a certain types of algorithms or different types of formulas and these formulas and what artificial intelligence does is and as we remember from our school days in maths they have different coefficients and artificial intelligence what it does is create certain parameters which is basically taking the different coefficients and putting certain logic into them and then when we go into things like chat GPT, what we're seeing, and when we put questions and things like that, what we're seeing is kind of like the effect of these parameters. 
and this is what artificial intelligence does. It helps us to be able to, to create very sophisticated type of algorithms, which it almost creates by itself, which allows us to be able to ask questions, answer them. It allows us to be able, allows it to be able to use huge amounts of information and data, and it allows it to be able to, to, to create certain almost neural thought processes. Wow, plug the AI into Salesforce now and, and the reporting that you would manually be doing is like at the click of a finger. I suppose where the fear is, is of the unknown. Does this replace or is this going to be something that complements sales? I think it's going to change quite a bit. It, it, obviously, we're starting to see a lot of the effects of, of the, 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 the application of artificial intelligence in, in two main areas of the customer experience. So when we're talking about customer experience, we're not just talking about sales, we're talking about marketing, we're talking about customer service, we're talking about the full customer experience. We're seeing a lot of effects on AI being used quite a bit in the in the area of marketing. It's being used especially in the areas of digital marketing, you know, for email campaigns, uh, mail campaigns, uh, you know, um, segmenting your, your 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 leads properly, and all of those type of elements. We're also seeing quite a bit of artificial intelligence being used in 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 the the sales assistancy part, parts. You know, the chatbots. You know, right now you can actually almost go into some chats, and you're basically talking to a chatbot. You're talking to artificial intelligence. You 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 have a complaint. Boom boom. You're complaining to somebody that doesn't really care because it's 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 just a bunch of um of zeros and ones. But you 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 may have a query about a certain type of a problem that may have or something like that, or you may have a frequently asked question, and you go through the chat or even through through uh, natural language processing or uh, and things like that, and you can actually be almost talking to 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 a, to, a, to a chat. So we're seeing that in the customer experience element. Ocean, going back to your sales part, we don't really, we're starting to see it gradually being incorporated into our CRM systems, uh, certain elements of artificial intelligence. We're not seeing it kind of like something drastic, like boom, here it is. But what we are seeing is that we're, we're seeing it's being gradually incorporated. And I suppose, Carlos, that kind of brings you on. Is AI at a stage where sales teams can bring it into their own sales processes now, or is it something that's kind of gradually taking effect? It depends on the nature of your business, obviously. And if you're purely digital based uh, business, maybe it, it could be a good place to start focusing a lot more and bringing it proactively. For most sales organizations, I think that what we will see, the incorporation of AI will be through their CRM systems. We're not advertising any, but you know, Salesforce, they'll start to include more things. Microsoft Dynamics will, will start to include more. So all of the major ones are already moving a shift towards a lot of their development would probably will probably be going into, into artificial intelligence. We're right now at what we call GPT-3. So we're in version number three, right? Which, and remember when I mentioned a little bit about those parameters, right now, it's about 175 billion parameters that you can use, that, that it uses. The next version, which will be GPT-4, will probably go up to 1 trillion. Can you explain those parameters to our listeners, I suppose, just in layman's terms? <laughs> Those are, those are kind of like the coefficient type of um, the coefficients that, that and the ordering of those coefficients. And it goes, a little, and if you ask me a little bit more, I probably won't be able to answer uh, all of that. But what I am trying to say as well is that 
it, it, it is we don't we, we really can't see what the changes are going to be uh, to to be honest with you in that it's just going to be huge um, you know we're incorporating elements like speech ocean you were mentioned before we actually went on to the podcast about you know how it can actually you know our wording go into speeches and things like that so for our listeners we we, we use uh, podcastle to record uh, podcastle dot AI and uh, one of the features they have is uh, to record your digital voice. So um, it, it's pretty uh, pretty close. Not there yet. Uh, there is a robotic sound to it, uh, uh, but I can put in uh, a text um, or a script, and it will it will create the audio of that in my voice. It, it was it was it was pretty uh, amazing to play with. It. It definitely is, and I, I mean, there's a lot of cool things like that 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 it can, that it will be able to start to do. There, there are AI tools that you can actually have a debate with, and you probably can't even notice if you're talking, if you're debating with somebody or not. Um, but when we look at it from from sales, obviously, you can start to apply that into certain elements of your your relationship with your customers and your your, your strategic planning and all of that. Um, but just to keep it, let's say, in the simplistic, not in a simplistic, in a more high level, you know, there, there are basically three three components that AI can support us in when we're talking about sales. And you know, one of them is kind of like the business the business rules. So when you're a sales leader, or when you're let's say you're 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 starting to think about your sales strategies and things like that, it's putting in different types of business rule. If this customer um, has purchased at this period, then they will probably purchase again at this. Uh, you know, these are the type of things that 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 you can create and, and apply them to your own sales reality. Um, and 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 the application of these sales rules can be now quite simple and quite easy. Um, years ago, if you were going to put that into a CRM system, you basically had to do a lot, a lot of uh, almost uh, manual uh, programming almost. And this is one of those changes, that, uh, going back to your comment, Dara, that, that we'll probably see. And we'll probably see that what used to have to be done by IT people and operations teams and our sales operations teams will probably be we may even be able to do it ourselves as as you know salespeople uh, on the front line in front of our customers. The the other component I would probably think about would be you know it's allowing a lot of optimized searching and it's making searching a lot easier, uh, which is which is hugely important. And we all we all know that searching getting insight from our for our customers and our customers getting insight from us. Uh, is, is is a little bit challenging in the sense that there's so much information and the way that that information is is organized and what we will see with 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 one of with ai will be that it'll make it a lot easier in that sense uh taking a lot of the, these much more sophisticated algorithms in, in in that perspective carlos how can uh the ai i suppose use the historical data that the sales team may have in their CRMs, or how do you predict that that, that will look in the future? It, it'll come in, in in a whole series of different ways, I think. Um, uh, and as as I mentioned earlier, we're going to see it gradual. So please do not expect to see like a big big bang coming through. Although later on, I, I will talk a little bit about AI and how it also can come into into the into the fold of you know the metaverse and that type of stuff, which could be a new market that we will see a little bit more of that. But Putting that aside right now, look at it from um, put it put an example of, you know, there, there may be two 
two ways to look at that, that you can probably relate very quickly as a sales professional in, in how AA can help. One could be kind of like what we call collaborative filtering, which is in a sense of if this person bought X, um, they'll probably buy Y. Okay. So this is kind of like a very simple um, um, way to think, but when we try to do it for in our reality, with our, it can be quite difficult. So what AI will do is it'll it'll facilitate us um, saying, you know, what's our next logical sale? What it what would be and not only what would be the next logical purchase one of our customers, but when would they do it? When would be the best moment to, for them to purchase? So going back to my 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 past experience when I used to be in and I had a role in, in product strategy, you know, I used to do this with Excel files and it would take years and days to do. And now we can do it very quickly. So we used to say, oh yes, this person this customer purchased three years ago. Given the life cycle of this product, they're probably going to purchase, you know, uh, in, in, in it has a life, life cycle of three years, they'll probably purchase in, in six months time from now. So what we're going to do now is we have to create a kind of a, 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 a warm touch type of campaign where we can then be able to, to send certain types of information to a customer that will start to create a little bit of, of awareness, start to create, get a little bit of their mind share, start to nudge them or steer them in the perspective that they may have to repurchase. Doing all of that, you know, is simply, as I said, it sounds really logical and very simple. Being able to execute it and deploy it can be quite difficult. Being able to find, let's say, at that nudging moment, uh, you know, when you're sending maybe emails or certain types of digital blogs and things like that to, to, to kind of awaken that customer's interest, you know, what content are you going to use? How personalized is that content going to be? What we're thinking that AI will probably support and making that type of customer experience a lot stronger. Um, and this falls into kind of like the second pillar, which would be, I spoke about the collaborative filtering type of thing, but there's also kind of like the predictive modeling, which is, you know, uh, it, it is basically, you know, taking a lot of that information that we have and using it to what I kind of mentioned already. Um, and what it also does is by using a lot of that data, when we're kind of not just looking at our, our existing customers, and let's say the example of a, a renewal that I mentioned, but let's say we're targeting new customers. We're targeting that white space, which is always, always so, um, so challenging for all of us. Well, by using a lot of that data, we can find very good customer profiles that will allow us to be able to say, okay, this would be the typical customer that's going to be purchasing because based on our existing customers. That's using big data, but then executing, creating the content, um, finding the right times and all of that would be probably what we'll see, what AI will be able to do for us. I think, you know, with, with AI, it, it definitely helped with for sales, lead scoring and forecasting. With me, for, for on the ground kind of selling, we do a lot of, with day-to-day -day sales in hospitality particularly, it's emotional sales and it's that interpersonal skills. And I think I think that will still be, remain very strong and to the fore, or, or do you see AI eventually filtering that out too? If AI starts to become emotional, then I think we're all a little bit going to be a little bit concerned about it. When I when I look at the the uncertainty of what we don't, like we're seeing AI being in, in, incorporated slowly, 
into into our day-to-day lives we, we you know we're hardly even noticing it to, to a certain extent we're not going to we're not seeing for example a big bang of something that's changed and transformed from one month to another it is being transformational and we're going to see this transformation happening you know uh, hopefully slowly into our sales roles right it's still difficult to see but what i what i do know from and I always go back to a university course I did a long, long time ago. It was a course on the, the effect of technology on, on new technologies and how societies always reacted to transformational technologies. And when you don't know something, you know, and somebody says, oh, look, we're going to have a telephone system and we're going to be able to talk to somebody across the country, but through a black thing that you dial a number with your finger. Most people don't realize what that is now. But anyways, when that technology came, everybody was really worried that that was going to transform society into a really bad manner. It was going to create a lot of unemployment. It was going to desocialize and depersonalize our relationships with people. And if we look at what the telephone's done, if you look at when it first came in, you know, at the Edison element, 30 years later, the telephone transformed and made the world a much more connected place, created a lot, new, a lot of new opportunities. So are we going to see new opportunities arising that we probably can't foresee? And for us as salespeople, I hope so. I, I'm assuming that, that that will be the case. If we look at it and we take it to our to our to ourselves as salespeople, it's going to allow us to have a better relationship with our customer at this moment because we have more insight. It facilitates the way that we can speak to our customers, our communications with them. Maybe it'll create new opportunities in, in the way that we we sell to our customers. May, many of the mundane type of elements that we have in sales or you know supporting sales and, and that element is becoming much more automated. So we're focusing much more on on the relationship with our customer. So what will we see? We may even see new marketplaces. We may see that we are going to be selling in the metaverse, which is something that it to a certain extent is already here. And, you know, if you have children and they're playing uh, Fortnite, they're, they're living in the metaverse and they're actually, you know, and the metaverse is selling them things because they're buying uh, camouflage uniforms or whatever it is in this metaverse itself. And we'll see a lot more of it happening as more as as that technology develops. So new opportunities are there as well for us in in sales. I think it's going to be a little bit of a wait and see, but awareness is hugely important that we're aware of what's happening. And you say that this we may not see it happening so fast. I feel that it's happening fast. Last night I just integrated my Google search with the chat GPT. So on one side of the screen, I had, I had the AI and on the other side, looking up potential customer. I wasn't going into websites. I was actually reading. It was telling me what the values of the company are, uh, the, the company history, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I didn't have to click on any website. I, I totally. And I, I use you.com, right? Which is very similar to what, it, it, and it's basically a, a search engine, but using purely artificial intelligence. I notice a little bit the difference, but from using, let's say, Google and that, you don't notice it as a huge, what you're noticing maybe is the quality of the information that's coming, the quality of the searches and, and that type of element. Uh, and then obviously Google have had to invent, have gone in and, and incorporated it as well. That is one of the examples of what we are seeing, definitely. Um, we'll see more. We definitely will. Uh, and Carlos, in your day-to-day -day, uh, job as sales enablement and training manager, 
where do you see the first steps that you can integrate? Is it in content creation? Is it in the data as we spoke about analyzing the data? Here we get into a bit of the, the big data, machine learning, predictive analytics, and, and that type of stuff, because it all kind of mixes uh, together. And, and we can't look at one without the other. So that that's that's really there. What it's allowing us to do is to really use a lot more data. And the more data that we use, and if we go back to our statistics days and you know coefficients, and we used to do our, our regression analysis and stuff like that, the more data that you have, the more data points, the, the better the data the better the prediction and stuff like that. So it gives us that element to be able to predict certain type of behaviors based on certain types of parameters. It allows us to be able to put a lot of business rules. As you mentioned, I, I do work at Visa and we have lots of rules because it, when we're doing payments and especially, and you're applying more rules, for example, due to avoid people not paying their, their credit cards, their credits and things like that, or we use a lot of rules as well for, to be able to ensure uh, security measures and that type of stuff to determine fraud and those type of things. Apply that to your sales environment. You know, what type of rules can you use? And when I'm talking about rules, don't think about rules in a restrictive manner. Think about what rules would help to better the customer journey. What rules would help to better the customer experience? So for example, if somebody has to click 15 times to go into your website or an e-commerce tool, there's something wrong, right? So you're, what you want to do is create rules that will reduce that. Or if you're gonna do a little bit of a campaign yourself as a salesperson, you, you don't want to send the wrong content to the wrong person. So let's say you're selling a certain type of product that is for, for people that are like myself in the middle age. Well, are you gonna send them something that is for somebody that for new parents or something like that. You, you, you want to make sure that the content in that is, is all done correctly. So these, these are elements that we will see. Carlos, I suppose when we started this interview this morning, myself and Oshin were hot on AI because it's, it's exciting. Um, we're really keen to see how, it, how it's going to venture out. Another side to your bow is sales enablement. And that's what you do. Can you give our listeners an insight into sales enablement and how you apply it in your day-to-day -day job? To be honest with you, at, at this moment, I'm kind of applying AI with my own pure, <laughs> pure intelligence. The, the way that we're kind of applying AI to a certain extent from, from, from a sales enablement perspective, there's no real tool at, at this moment that, that we can say we're, we're, using, we're using artificial intelligence in this perspective. The way I'm kind of incorporating is that in my role, we do, we do have AI elements that our salespeople have to articulate to our customers. So that's kind of like their first introduction uh, to AI, right? Um, but, but, but at this, at this present moment, um, I, I can't, I, I'm, I think that the, the, the main focus of AI, it's, um, it, it's basically with regards to the customer relationship, you know, the tools that we have that can support uh, our customers through through this application of artificial intelligence uh, with my question uh, um it's removing the ai side of what you do and applying the sales enablement side to to your job give our listeners uh, day-to-day examples of, of what sales enablement is at visa europe in in in, a, in an organization like like visa um our customers are the banks so they're very large accounts. And the way that you enable, you would have an account executive for maybe one account or maybe an account, three or four account executives supporting one account. So the way that you enable for large 
accounts is very different than the way that you would enable for kind of like a salesperson that would have maybe a territory of you know 150 accounts or maybe 30 accounts um, so the enablement uh, has to be a lot more personalized and then you also have to look at the, the way that we negotiate our deals may take almost a year so the way that you enable somebody to to, to negotiate a deal that may take a year is very different than when you have somebody that where you're looking at high velocity sales where you may close a deal in a day or maybe three months so the, the enablement is a little bit different and i'm just setting i'm just setting a little bit the, the 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 landscape for that so when you're enabling people you have to be you you look at the sales readiness or the training elements based on where, where they are in the cycle of the deal. So for example, if somebody's going to, they, they have a big proposal and proposals take quite a while to do. They have to present the proposal. What you then look at enabling people there is on soft skills on presentation. You know, how to story tell, how to story tell with data, how to present. And that, that would be that part of the enablement, right? Then you would look at maybe when they come in and they're now putting in the final proposal. You, you, then you pinpoint more personalized type of enablement on negotiation skills and how that fits. So the enablement, because the, 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 the cycles are so different and they overlap between different accounts, it has to be a, a lot more personalized. Obviously, you're not getting one-to-one trainings or one-to-one enablement, but we try to target it in that perspective, which is a little bit of what AI does in the sense that it personalizes everything a lot more. And I think we'll probably see the, the enablement part falling in more into that thought, the way that I'm implementing it um, here at Visa, um, as the tools allow us to, to, to make it a lot easier. I imagine with, while the soft skills are one part of sales enablement, also content creation is another part uh, for training materials. I imagine the AI is going to be furry uh, to the forefront in the content creation for sales enablement. M most definitely. And it's not just on the content itself, but also on the formats. There are AI tools already that help us in sales enablement to, to create the videos, to create really good looking presentations that create more awareness, that, that are much more visual. Remember, we kind of all think about, we, we see things better visually than, than hearing about them. The, the ability to be able to kind of tell the stories and being able to not just have the story, but to be able to execute it in a way that somebody can see it visually very easily. These are the type of things. And this goes back to my original point, but just like we're personalizing things more for us, for our customers, we can personalize things more for our, for our sales community. You know, in that customer journey, you're going to create more accurate personas profiles. Definitely. And not only that, persona profiles, but you will be able, more than likely, I would say, look at the, the influence map in, in our customers, right? The different types of personas, where they fit in, in, in the sales journey or in the sales process and allow us to be able to create content for that, those specific persons. One may be the decision maker, another may be one of the influencers, another may be one of your coaches, another may be if you have to discuss something with finance, you know, what, what, type, of, what type of content you would be using to maybe negotiate the finance terms with the finance team. 
or that god forbid you get the procurement department to do, to help with a purchase right you know what content you know what what would you need to be able to negotiate with with procurement what type of persona is it you know what what are the buttons that take them you know where where their fears are and things like that it would make it a lot easier it's still all theoretical hypothetical but it'll probably be the next steps that we do see another part of enablement is onboarding which gets back to the learning, your first step as a sales representative in a company. Where does the AI fit into that? We're not seeing it yet, but I would probably predict that AI would then look at your your employee experience or your learning experience. So this is something that we see in the HR systems that would probably see AI involved in it because normally onboarding is something that's done in, in, in sync between sales and your human resources department, right? Uh, that would be kind of like where, where it would fall and also your development. So even though you did mention onboarding, this is kind of like your your full employee development uh, spectrum, right? Where, where you'd probably see it is in kind of like your, your profile, your, your competencies, what you have, right? So we're already seeing AI, and just to just to extrapolate a little bit outside of the box of what we're speaking, we're already seeing AI being used in HR in, in recruitment quite a bit. So the initial filters and things like that, of you know you send you know you do, you send a CV or or a or or we're doing a bit of social listening and seeing you know who would be good headhunting who would be good candidates for this role. AI kind of now is looking at the, the competencies of what that role would be and then filtering out. So we're already seeing that. What we would probably see which would be the next step in, in kind of like the employee journey or the employee experience and uh, the onboarding of a salesperson would be what competencies do you have? What kind of trainings are you, what kind of onboarding support are you going to need? Whether it be mentoring, coaching, whether it be, you know, uh, listening to short podcasts of what you need to, to, to be onboarded. What we are going to see as well, the, the, the way that people are onboarded and trained is going to change. Uh, we're already seeing it in the education aspect, uh, you know, four-year terms and trainings and stuff like long, long trainings are, are becoming a lot more uh, atomized. They're smaller, more you know, focused on, on a small amount of competencies, deliver them very well instead of a full-blown, let's say you're sitting in a room with, with new people and just taking in information. We'll probably see that that'll, that'll become a lot more personalized based on your, your competencies, your maybe your tenure, whatever it could be. And as well, based on what you're actually going to be selling, you know, it'll be a lot more focused, um, just like what we do with our customers. On that educational piece, uh, Carlos, another feather to your bow is that you're a lecturer for the Professional Diploma in Sales Management at UCD, the Professional Academy. Has your style of teaching and training evolved as as the new technologies are emerging in the classroom it, it evolves in basically two or three different ways uh, one of the main ways that it's evolved is that now it can be hybrid or it can be we, we do it digitally right so so we don't have to do it in class which has its pros and its cons obviously the pros is the fact that you can be anywhere uh, the cons is that you do miss a bit of the the the, the, the personalized thing what, one of the other things that we're seeing as well as the new technologies, you, you can use a few new things, a lot more like videos, um, testament, re reference statements and things like that. You can do a, a bit more calculations and things like that. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of that in, in, in the training. Obviously, the content is changing as well. Um, 
but what, what you're kind of seeing as well is the audience or the people that are coming into the courses, they're, 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 they're much more focused on achieving certain measures of success, certain objectives. So it's not kind of like, oh, I'm coming in to learn a bit about what, what is sales. What, what, what people now are coming in is they're coming in with a little bit more. This is what I really, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to get out. Uh, and, and so what you're seeing is that um, it's not kind of like a, oh, the sales umbrella of, I, I, I want to learn, a, you know, what is sales? People are coming in more like, oh, I'm in a business development role. You know, I want to know how to, you know, how to close, uh, how to close maybe uh, getting a, 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 an appointment with a customer. That's my objective. That's what my my uh, my, 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 my KPIs are where, where I am. This is what I want to do. So, so you're getting a lot more fragmented. Does that put more pressure then on you to deliver if all the students want a narrow answer? It doesn't put more pressure because what it actually does is it gives you the opportunity as well to, to say, it, it's great to be focused on, on a certain area, but when, when we're talking to our customers, right, our customers don't care whether you're a marketeer, whether you're a business development person, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a pre-sales person, whether you're a customer service, they're buying from your, from your, your organization, right? So you kind of have to know as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a sales professional, you have to know the full customer journey. You have to, you have to be aware of that. And what you have, to, what one of your functions is as well, aside from being in sales and being a change, uh, a change manager and things like that, it's also being able to, to those, those divides that at times we have in our organizations, you know, marketing people and sales people at times don't, you know, they, 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 they have a bit of a communication issues. You can't show that to your customer. You have to show that flow from one area to another. And as well, it always helps that if you know what's coming, if you know how you can, what's influencing your success or what, if you know more about it, it does help, right? So we're seeing that it balances out to a certain extent. So it doesn't cause any, any severe traumas or anything like that, that I've heard. Carlos, one advice you would give to a sales professional uh, beginning to explore the possibility of AI in their work? The, the main piece of advice is that it's going to be coming, you know, and it's going to be driven by our, by our IT systems. It's not, it's not embrace it and kind of like the, the fact that you're going to love it or anything like that. It's look at how it can help you be successful. Look at how it can help your customers be successful. Fighting it, you're not going to get anywhere. Embracing it or seeing where it can be, it can be useful, thinking a little bit out of the box, being curious will really help you to, to understand AI and understand how it can be a help to you. You know, you're going to have doubts. You're going to, there, there'll be things that you probably may, may not know where, where it's going to take, but it, it's, it's going to come. And that, and that's the reality. And, um, that would that would be my main suggestion. It's, and if you do if you if you do have more of an understanding of it, it's going to give you an advantage over your competition, and your competition is your, obviously the competitors we always work against, the, the do nothing aspect that both of you know from from my lectures, but your competition is as well your colleagues. Um, so if if you have a better understanding of how it can help. Um, you, you know, you, you, you'll, be, you, you'll be a step ahead of, of, of everybody else. Carlos, 
That was brilliant. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, thank you guys. Thank you.